the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with one of my dear friends, Pastor Clint Dubin. Uh, Just so grateful to have him with us today. Uh, Just a little bit about uh, Pastor Clint. He and his wife, Michael, along with their four children, moved to the Bay Bay Area three years ago to start Easttown Church. And, you know, they have such a heart for helping and serving people where they are. And, um, you know, really discovering how much Jesus loves them and wants to bring purpose and meaning into their lives. And he wants and they want Easttown to be a beacon of hope in the Bay Area that cares for people by meeting both their physical and spiritual needs. Um, also, just an important uh, project that he's worked on. It's an initiative called Hope Water Project that brings clean water to tribes in Kenya. And so, um, we have lots to talk about today because we've just made it through the pandemic, right? COVID-19, we've made it through. I know that you have, I mean, I think you've moved a couple times. We've, you know, we've closed our store. We've moved it into a different format. There's change. Change is here. And I wanted to talk to you about, you know, how you are faring. What is, what, what is, what does the world feel like here in 2021? And then, of course, I'd love to hone in on some of the things that you're doing around Love Local, which are uh, such a blessing to Love Never Fails and other uh, organizations that have been, you know, hit during this this season of, of the pandemic. So, uh, Pastor Clint, tell us about how, how are you doing? How are things going for you at this time? Well, I, you know, that we're... Um that I'm living and breathing right now, I'm, I'm thankful for, right? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, we're still here. We've you know, we've survived, you know, the pandemic, hopefully. But um, I think one of the greatest things that God has revealed, even in my own life personally, is probably about three or four months ago, is I was I was really kind of in this rut of looking at the negative of the of the loss uh, versus gain and what God has revealed. And I just kept coming back to the word grateful and um you know, I, I am, you know, I'm really grateful for, you know, what is currently happening at Easttown. I'm, I'm grateful for what's happening in the Bay uh, through Love Local, different things like that. But, you know, yeah, we're, we're hanging in there. Uh, Easttown looks obviously different, um, as do a lot of churches. I think God has revealed a lot of things through the pandemic that have been good and kind of bad about the church. But, mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, I think, yeah, we're, we're doing all right. Yeah, I want to dig into that a little bit, um, you know, in, in today's discussion. And uh, one thing I just love about you and Michael is you're so down to earth and you're so for the people and just searching for, you know, what well, at least by, you know, what the way I see it is not professing to know all the answers, but just asking people, taking the time to find out, like, how are, how are you doing? Where, how are you feeling about what's going on right now? And um and then adjusting, right? I've seen you doing a lot of adjusting 
um, during this time of change. And I feel like um, if I could just say as a pastor as well, you know, um, who's with my husband overseeing a, a church in Hayward, I feel like that adaptability or flexibility or inclination to kind of find out, how, you know, how are things going hasn't we've not had that opportunity or we've not taken that opportunity as the church prior to the pandemic. It's almost like this is the way you do church and we're just going to keep doing a rinse, wash, repeat over and over. And, and, and we maybe have been a little scared to be creative and say, you know, I'm going to do church different. I'm going to meet people in different spaces and in different ways. And, um, you know, is that kind of, do you, do you feel a freedom to do that now? Or have you always been, I know, you know, you're a little, little different. So I know you've always done things a little different anyway, but you know, yeah. is it sort of lent itself I, to that? Yeah, I, I, I really, I mean, we could talk about this for days. Like, I, I just think that so much has been revealed, um, you know, over this past year and a half and there's a book, um, her name, she's, she's since passed, but I, I love her name. It's called, her name is Phyllis Tickle. Um, she wrote yeah. a church, she wrote a church history book and she talked about every 500 years, uh, there's almost like this purging that has to happen within the church. And we're at that 500 year ish mark. And, um, it's, it's crazy that it's happened, um, around, um, this pandemic season, you know, and so much, you know, has happened over this past year and a half where, you know, we've seen, you know, the uh, racial injustice, we've seen political divide, we've seen, you know, so many different things. And we've watched so many things from the disintegrating culture around us creep into the church. And, you know, whether it's Christian nationalism, it's all of these different type of things. So I think it's given us an opportunity uh, to stop and to really hear the voice of God and to really listen and to say, what is the church about? What 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 is you know, uh, the purpose and the responsibility of the church, because it should be the beacon of hope. It should be the thing um, that reels or, or reveals a relationship with Jesus Christ. But I think what has happened, I, I think this is so positive, is that the modern church has really become consumed with being an organization um, versus being um, a place that serves, right, and becomes a uh, like you always say, a beacon of hope for the community. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's given a lot of churches a, a, a chance to go, uh oh, you know, how have these things crept in? How do we get rid of it? But I also think it's going to be very, I think the church is going to look very different. I know a lot of people are saying that, but I, I really that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I even believed that six months ago, mm -hmm. but I think we're seeing it as we re-enter re into normalcy People aren't looking for church anymore. They, they just aren't. And mm -hmm. they're not waking up because I think the church has had so long to answer questions and they haven't answered the questions um, that our culture has been posing. So how the church looks, how the church functions, I think it's an opportunity for us to get back to what the original design of the church should be. And so... I, I, I think as long as it's attached to the things that were never intended for the church. And that's a whole different subject. And I don't know if you want me to talk about some of those things, mm -hmm. but I do think like with love local, I think with like love never fails. Th that to me is the church, right? Yeah. Is that there, that's going to be the way that people start going. There's something different in that, that I want to be a part of my life because if I'm doing social justice on my, in my own power, it has a shelf life. Mm -hmm. But if the end goal is to, uh, if, if it's motivated and compelled by the power of the Holy Spirit, by Jesus, it's, it's going to last. It's going to be there. And I think for so long, the church has, has kind of avoided the things that the church needs to be about. But I know that's yeah. kind of loaded. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think it's, I think it, that's what I'm seeing. It's, it's just there's this awakening and I know that's probably overused or maybe even used in the wrong way, but there's just this like new um, view on how we do church, how we reach people, 
um, I, I was talking to one of our survivors yesterday and she said, Vanessa, um, I know you think you're housing, uh, housing, you know, us and loving on us and stuff, but you're actually, this is actually a school of profits. And I was like, what? And they're like, she was like, yeah, you know, I'm starting to hear, you know, the Lord's, um, the Holy Spirit is tell, showing me things and, and, um, you know, I'm just so filled and I'm like, man, I don't even, I mean, and I know part of that is she is being churched, you know, in the traditional sense, but I know also I meet, you know, the Holy Spirit through me and others is meeting her in her home and meeting her in the street and meeting her at the grocery store and, um, her life is being transformed and, um, I'm just, I'm just super stoked about that. And, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. Okay. We got to take a break. I want to come back and talk a little bit about love local. Like, what are you doing? Who are you, um, partnering with? Um, how can we get the word out to, uh, those that are listening about the great work that East town and others are doing? All right. We'll be right back. And thank you for listening to love never fails radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Clint Dupin. And as I mentioned earlier, he and his wife, Michael, pastor uh, a Bay Area church called East Town. And East Town has a heart for helping and serving people where they are and um, discovering how much helping people to discover how much Jesus loves them and wants to bring purpose and meaning to their lives. And one of the initiatives that East Town Church has uh, taken on, and I, I think it's from the very beginning, is, is, is called Love Local. And I wanted to just ask you, Pastor Clint, what, what, what does that entail? And um, yeah, who's involved in that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll try to do this as briefly as I can. One of the things that we re- when we moved to the Bay Area, one of the reasons we moved to the Bay Area first, we love this area. Um, my wife is from Sacramento, so when we come to you know visit from Michigan, we always come to the Bay Area. Um, but the reason we chose to start a church, do a church startup, is we. it was revealed that it was the most unchurched, de-churched population in the U.S. 97% um, is the estimate of people who do not attend church. Well, when we started visiting and praying, we started seeing, like, churches are, there's churches in the, the Bay Area, and there are some really, really good churches. And there's some amazing things happening. What is, what is going on? Well, instead of you know, we thought, let's start a church that doesn't, let's, let's really start a church that we feel like God is asking us to, not what we wanted it to look like, but what would meet the needs of the community? What are, because if you, if you want a great church experience, there's enough of those experiences around. Right. So one of the things that we really felt right at the beginning is this is going to change, um, from where people, where people live, like it's got to start where people live. It's got to be in the neighborhoods. It's got to be in the workplaces where people play. Um, and when we started finding out that people don't play very much in the Bay area because they're so busy and rushed. Mm, so yeah. our biggest thing was, uh, we were like, 
let's start where we live. So that was a phrase that we really gravitated towards. Start where you live. That became love local. So how do we love local? How do I love my community? Because if my home can change and if my, my neighborhood can change, I can become a beacon of hope where I live. So when the person that is diagnosed with cancer, when someone loses a loved one or when somebody's going through a hardship, they shouldn't have to reach out to a church to respond or they shouldn't have to find somebody to help them. They should know where to go in their neighborhood. So if we love local, right, if we love where we live, I actually have a, um, a shirt on right now. It says my neighborhood, my responsibility. Mm. And so that's kind of where it started. And then I've always had a passion that I believe the church can be the springboard uh, for people discovering what their purpose is. Right. It's not about building the church. God said he'll build his church. It's about building people and helping people recognize their purpose in life. So, for instance, there's a guy that comes to Easttown. He started coming. No relationship with Jesus. This guy had more leadership. Um, He had oozing out of his ears like amazing guy. You probably met him. His name is Bill. And I'm like, bro, it's not about Easttown. It's about where you spend the most of your time. And he's he's in uh, pharmaceuticals and uh, sciences, and he has 18 direct reports, all different nationalities. I'm like, that's the global church, right? That is, you are the pastor, you are the leader of that community. You need to start seeing yourself as something as a leader in there and showing them Jesus, not to get them to come to East Town. That's never been the goal. Hmm. So that developed into Love Local. We said, well, if How do we start seeing what is happening in our community that we're passionate about? What are we passionate about? But what are where are people already doing what we're passionate about and that are good with it? So we started calling them our love local partners. Mm -hmm. So you being one, Mm -hmm. I was introduced to you at a Starbucks and I was (laughs) ready to resign my position and come work for you until (laughs) you didn't offer me anything. So I said, I'm going to stick with East Town. But um But it was amazing because, you know, I've always had a passion um, for the marginalized. I've always had, you know, like, uh, you know, it started with water for me. Clean water is like, how do people Mm -hmm. exist in our world that do not have access to clean water? Well, I realized in 2012 that clean water was attached to sex trafficking, human trafficking. If we can solve the water crisis in certain countries and certain places, man, like we can it's. It's like a domino effect, right? It's a right? domino effect, yes. Yeah. So we started getting involved in that, but I'm like, um, what God really spoke to me years ago was like, this is happening in your own backyard. It's easy to go bungee into other countries, but it's it's not as easy to look in your own backyard and say, okay, how can I be a part of the solution? So when we started East Town, we were like, no, we're going to be a part of the solution, not just in, in San Ramon, Dublin, pleasant you know this area but we we believe in oakland we believe in in san francisco we believe that we have a responsibility here so that's kind of how we determine our love local partners we believe a lot happens in our school systems Mm -hmm. so we searched out and said what are where are schools that need help and we found a school in concord that 96 percent of the children are on subsidized food programs which led us to other things that were revealed um, with the, the families with trafficking even in those environments so mm-hmm. that fit in our views we're like that's what we're going to get involved in um now fast forward to the pandemic season i feel like what god is, has laid on my heart and has revealed to me this is one of the greatest things as a result of the pandemic is um it caused us as people to stop and to evaluate there's an issue and there's there are problems in our country how can the church how can the the people of god be a part of the solution um i feel like what god revealed to me through others and through reading and educating myself and through a lot of repentance and lamenting is that hey don't just don't just take care of outward problems but what are systems what are, what are uh, systematic issues that the church can be, get involved in? And so that's one of the things that we're really talking about now. How can we be a part of the bigger issue and the bigger problem, the thing that's kind of the underbelly of things that are happening right now? I'm not ripping on backpacks. Every, anybody can do backpacks for a school. And mm-hmm. a lot of kids don't need another backpack. 
right? But what are the issues that are leading to the kid not having the back? I, it's very minimal, right? It's what, like, how, what is the system that's preventing this? It's a cycle. Like, how can we get, mm-hmm. how can we help stop the cycle? And that's why we love Love Never Fails. I, I was on your, you, you did a thing a couple months ago where you were talking about systems and cycles um, of why people end up on the streets and why people end up in certain situations. That's why we're a part of Love Never Fails. That's what we want to be a part of is saying, we want to put a stop to this, right? Yeah. We don't want to just put a Band-Aid on it, but we want to be in the room where the decisions are made. How can we fund them? How can we help them? How can we provide support to that? So I know that was like a fire hose, but that's no, I mean, and what I love here, and this is why I'm so excited to be a part of, you know, what, what you're doing is you are, um, it's all linked. It's all aligned. It's strategic, you know, and I think the more that we can see our God is a strategic God. He's not a, you know, he's not a, a, a God that, that is where everything is disjointed. Everything is aligned and, you know, his heart is for everyone. And so one of my passions is children and people being able to have access to education and be able to learn. That means something. I doesn't just mean showing up at school. Can someone be able to learn? Mm, It's really hard to learn when your clothes are dirty. It's really hard to learn when you're hungry. It's really hard to learn when mom and dad are fighting at home or in many cases and people are like, this isn't happening here. You have no Wi-Fi at home. You have no uh, electrical at home. You don't have AC. It's blazing hot in your house. You're sitting, you know, we saw a picture of a, a, a child, a children doing their homework on the curbside in front of a, a business that had, you know, guest access, Wi-Fi guest access because they didn't have any. They didn't have any lights. You know, this is happening right here in the Bay Area. And we're like, no, there's no way it is happening. I promise you, you know. And so the fact that you're doing Love Local, like when you get with those kids in the school, you're actually preventing human trafficking, you know. And sometimes people don't know that or they don't see the connection, but it's so there. Anyway, We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back about sort of these, you know, the, the realities of the pandemic and um, and then, again, some tangible ways that people can start to get involved in some of the love local work that you're doing. All right. Well, we'll, we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Clint Dupin of Easttown Church talking about sort of all of the changes that have come about since the pandemic in the church and ways that we can be the church uh, tangibly in our in our communities with the people that are hurting. And just a few stats you'd mentioned Concord. So I wanted to just touch on this. So I I have done a little bit of studying about Contra Costa County and the devastating impact of COVID. 
and um, noted as of July of 2020, this is just halfway through the pandemic, there were 15,000 positive cases and the unemployment rate in Contra Costa County was 12%, higher than the long-term average of 5.68%. And a few things, um, you know, the health officer, uh, Dr. Chris uh, Farnitano said, the harder hit communities are generally home to more essential services workers and service industry workers on the front lines with the public. Often they live in relatively crowded households and tend to be communities of color. Um, It also just conversely, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about educating uh, people for sustainable careers in IT, uh, during this time, Um, Industries like telehealth, uh, well, the tech industry in general um, has been booming. So during the pandemic. And so I've been sort of making this 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 call to say, guys, how can we get people from, you know, people of color, women, women with children who are most impacted by things like the pandemic? How can we get them tooled, retooled for for positions in the IT industry or in the medical industry? where they're going to have sustainable incomes. And, and again, uh, there are these, these, these other ways that we can get in through the children, to, you know, being supportive to families, single parent families in our communities, people who are living here that are undocumented. That's another, oh man, I mean, talk about, I, I believe I, when I talked to you about the school in Concord, I believe a large population of those children are, from families where there's, you know, um, they've immigrated or, you know, there's a language barrier. And um, those individuals are um, highly vulnerable to traffickers. Why? Because the traffickers know, you know what? You give me a hard time. You call the police. I call La Migra. I call ICE on you and I deport you. So you better let me get a hold of your 10-year-old and sell her right now and don't say anything about it. And we don't realize when we're like all hot and heavy about some of these things that, you know, these these sort of policy things, we don't understand the implications of real to real families. Um, And so I just I'm I'm so, again, appreciative of the work that you're doing there in Concord. And I think it's all again, it's very much aligned. Um, Thoughts on that? Man, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's like I, I, you said something, I think, before the break. It's like it, I could not believe like when we were just when the pandemic first started, uh, the school that we're partnering with, we helped out with, you know, um, uh, iPads or, or some type of uh, system that the kids could use for in-home, you know, at-home school because majority of them didn't have any access to that. Well, what we didn't realize was that it wasn't, you know, you, you get the iPad in the home and majority of the kids didn't have Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to have some sort of credit to get Internet. So it was just one thing after another. And it's like, man, it's just the privilege that most of us have. Um, and if we could just acknowledge that would would be huge. Right. For one. And then the other thing is just like, man, no wonder like it's one knock after another for people that are in the margins. It's just like, go out, you know, I might have 20 opportunities to do something. They might have one opportunity, but that one opportunity is going to take so much work and they're going to need, they they can't leverage a network to help them like we have. And so I think what you're saying is so, so good. And I think this is the responsibility of the church is to help those in the margin, right. Is to say, Mm -hmm. okay, to how do we use our opportunity? How do we use our privilege to bring others up to where we are? It, yeah. It's not charity. Charity's great. I'm not saying anything wrong about charity. Charity's good, but usually a one and done. It's like, right. how can the church live? How can the people of Jesus live generously? Yeah. And not just with their income, but with their time, with, their, with time. their forgiveness, with all of those things. So I think what you're saying is so good. And I think sometimes the problem seems so big, um, it's an easy cop out to say, I can't do anything, or that's the government's issue, or that's, you know, so-and-so should be taking care of that. Okay, here's where it all changes, Vanessa. I'm going to preach a little bit. Go ahead, preach. I I, I think (laughs) Jesus, like, 
the responsibility of followers of Jesus. I look at myself as, as a coach, not even necessarily as a pastor. It's like, I, I, the only thing I can help people do is to hear the voice of God and to, and to obey it, to listen and to obey. It's like, think about that. If you were to just do that in your home, if you were to just do that in your neighborhood, if you were to just do that where you live, anywhere you go, you know, Bob Goff talks about, it's like wherever you go, it's like, it's like almost like a hula hoop of love, right? It's a hula hoop of responsibility. Whoever you're interacting with should know that something is different about you. So I think a lot of our culture is caught up in, well, it's the next home. It's the next career move. It's all of these things. It's like, no, 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 no. Jesus has me here. How can I hear the voice of God? And how can I be responsible to advance the kingdom? I think a lot of people hear from God. They just live in disobedience. Well, I don't, I don't know if I can hear from God. Well, just do the right thing is usually listening to God. If whatever you have in your hand can be a part of the solution, it's like, this is where Jalen and I, Jalen C. Wright, who you've interviewed, yeah. is this is where we just jive right together and say, this is what we believe. It's like, it's not that hard. Most people need to be taught that they do have a tool that can actually solve the issue at hand. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, think about clean water. Now, mm. I know there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of red tape surrounding, you know, it's like, um, if, if, uh, uh, Scott Harrison says the water issue, this was like five to seven years ago, the water issue could be solved with $10 billion. If it was just black and white issues. Now we know that there's governmental things, there's jurisdiction, all that, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, they, people I hear talk about, well, why is this such an issue? Why is it such a crisis? Why would God allow this to happen? I'm like, God, God yeah. allowed this to happen. Do you know how much, uh, how much Americans spent at right. Christmas? $450 billion on stupid gifts they don't even play with anymore. Right. So, so we have the means to do something. And so yeah. the preaching part of this, Vanessa, is to say for Love Local, it's, it's not about, hey, we need to get behind this organization. And, and only if the church validates it, then it's worth it. It's like, no, the biggest thing is yeah. what has God called you to do? How can I help you? you know, live into your purpose and to be a part of the solution. Yes. Woohoo. Well, and you got me wanting to sing that. Um, if not now, then when <laughs> will we see it again? And go ahead and do something. Do something. Yeah. You know, uh, I, God says, I did do something. I created you. And that is what we're here for. So go ahead and preach it. I think it's it's spot on, and um, and that is absolutely my heart, my husband's heart as pastors. We, yes, we come together, we convene, we 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 um, uh, encourage each other on Sundays. We love each other, and and we build each other up in the Word on Sundays and pray over each other, and then you know other times during the week. But equal amount of time, we're out there, hopefully pouring out, refreshing, refreshing the people, loving on the people, being with the people. And uh, man, um, I just pray that that's the heart. A few things. I have a scripture that popped into my head while you were talking. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And I want to share that because, it, man, it just hit me as you were talking. So we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are having a rich conversation about um, just really, I think, value systems. You hit the nail on the head, like the, the obedience, uh, you know, sympathy versus empathy is what I heard in there. You know, you said, well, sometimes we're just we're just giving, oh, you know, oh, so sad you're having this problem here. Let me, you know, take this little bit of money and I hope it gets better. That's sympathy. Empathy is this is breaking my heart. You might still cut a check, um, but your heart is leaning in to whatever is happening. And when given the opportunity, you're there, you know, you're there. And the scripture that came to my mind as you were talking, Pastor Clint, is John 21, 15 through 17. And it said, it says, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? First time. Yes, Lord, he says, you know, I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answers, yes, Lord, you know, I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love me. And Jesus said again feed my sheep. And for me, when I, when I I have looked at this, you know, over the, really the last year, it's hit me more, more strongly in that he had to tell him three times, Mm -hmm. just like, you know, um, you know, uh, and I, I kind of look at the parallel with him denying Jesus three times, He denied him three times, you know, even though that was his beloved. And he had to tell him, ask him three times, do you love me? Because we are, we, we're stubborn, you know, we don't, we don't want to be demonstrative. We want to give lip service, but not do the work that is necessary to demonstrate the love. And so I appreciate you so much for highlighting. And, you know, this is sensitive. Like people get defensive. Like, what do you mean? I do a lot, blah, blah, blah. You know what? If it's hurting you right now to hear this, then it probably is, is something God is saying time to do something yeah yeah so i think something else about that vanessa that scripture is so good is that peter peter gives us all hope he massively fails um Mm. and it's like we're all gonna fail and i i think jesus i mean in the moment where it counted the most is 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 you know we we read it as peter failed but we would all been the same Yep. Uh, scared to death, driven by fear. And I, I, I read that too, is like, before we can do anything, we have to know how much we're loved. Mm. And it's like, Peter, I, I just think Jesus reestablishes that. As you're talking about that, I'm just hearing that. And I'm saying, Jesus wants Peter to know, like, you don't have, like, I want you to know first and foremost that you're, you're loved. It's like the father saying to the son, it's like, this is my son whom I'm well pleased before he did any ministry. Right. right? It's like before he did anything, it's like, man, can you imagine if all of us would act out of that, would Mm. live from a place where our heavenly father validates us and how that would change our perspective of others that everybody we look at God loves them just as much as us. And so I I just think those type of things are are going to be what changes our world. Because there's a lot to look at to be discouraged by, but there's also a lot of great things happening. There's a great, um, there's a great movement happening. I really, really believe that. Yes. No, I do too. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm grateful to be a part of it and, I am grateful to spur people on and to have them spur me on and pick me up uh, when I'm getting off track or, you know, I'm, I'm uh, 
doing something other than, you know, the other day I went, I went for a little trip, just a, a, a little bunny hop for you. Or, um, I went for a, a trip with my girlfriends um, to Arizona for my birthday. It was kind of a, it was mid June, but it was a few weeks later. And uh, over the week, over the 4th of July weekend, we were there and we went to this store called Golden Goose. And I don't know if you're familiar with Golden Goose, but. No, it, I'm not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Better not be. I'm coming to clear out your closet if you are. But anyway, um, I feel like I did a little bit of a witch hunt on my, on my page in that I posted these sneakers. So just so everyone knows what they are, they are $600 sneakers, but they are, they're made in Italy and they are purposely ripped and scuffed and rubbed dirt is rubbed on them. And they are just, um, they look used. They look secondhand. And they even, um, I guess in 2018, there was a whole uproar because they would rip them and put duct tape on them. And they called, um, a lot of people criticized the makers saying that it was poverty appropriation. And um, and so they stopped doing it so intensely. They, they call it, it's a lived in look. And um, I guess uh, the Jenners, um, uh, are the ones who um, made this um, uh, famous. And so they were rocking this design and it's, it's a cute design, but it's just like, it's a, it's a raggedy shoe. You know, they've got knots t- t- uh, tied purposely in the shoelaces and they're charging $600 per shoe. And this is, I mean, I was outraged. I just couldn't shake it. And I know it's kind of probably embarrassing to my friends, but I took pictures of it and I posted it. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are dingy, dirty shoes for $600. And I'm like, how about this? I run a secondhand store. I will shoot you 10 pairs of these junky looking shoes. And, you know, and, and you can shoot me $600 and you can, you know, we can call it even. What is that about us that wants to wear something that is pretend that we're poor for a day? I don't know. What is it? In my case, I have a pair of shoes that are on my shelf right now that have holes in them from when I was a baby. And I keep those and they keep me grounded. And I look at them and I remember how rough it was when I was little. And that, and so if I were to get a pair of shoes like that, perhaps I would say, man, I, you know, this would be a reflection for me. Like perhaps like I can afford $600 shoes now. Um, you know, maybe it's a stretch. I'm trying here. Patrick, Lee, <laughs> help me out. Why would somebody buy this? I have no idea. Vanessa, you are, like you're 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 like the hip person on the scene, so <laughs> you should have these answers. I should have the answer, huh? Yeah, you should have the answers. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I have none. Well, look, look, I'm gonna put it up here for the listening audience. If you have um, some thoughts about what goes on there, like again, where I feel like it's a little uh, out of order is that it's not a little; it's very out of order. Is like. You want something that's used, but it's for style's sake, and you don't want to pay the use prices and use the money that you have for the good of the community. Yeah. And yeah. so, what, like, it's just a conflict. Like, you like the homeless look, but you don't like the homeless people. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. You yeah, know? That's, that's really good. It's like, I used to get really angry at the, you know, it, it is funny, it's like people want, the status of paying more, right? They want the idea of like, this is what I, this is what I paid for it. You know, I was just talking to this young girl the other day um, and she had, I was joking with her. I'm like, what are you wearing on your feet? Yeah. And they were, they were awful. I'm just telling you, like (laughs) the style was bad. I'm close enough to her where I can give her a hard time. What are those? (laughs) What are those? And she said immediately, she goes, oh, so-and-so the celebrity is wore them and they're four hundred dollars and i'm like if the celebrity's wearing a turd would you wear this right Right. it's like but there is this thing in our culture that this is what we're seeing is like it's just such a outward this thing that needs to be 
Like I need to fit in with culture. I need to look, I want, we could talk about this later, but the new prosperity gospel, you know, with the, the millennial and Z generation is so different than what it was for our generation. And a lot of it has to do with what you just talked about. I don't know, but it's definitely something we got to pray about. And I just ask, please consider the needs of the people that I literally do not have shoes. So you're going to do something like that. Do a double up. Okay, I'm going to get myself a golden goose. And for every golden goose I get, I'm going to donate that same amount to someone. You know, do a Tom's. I like Tom's shoes. For every time you buy a Tom's shoe, they donate one to somebody. Do something. Help me out here. All right, we're going to take a break. Thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Well, we've had a wonderful time talking. Pastor Clint, I appreciate you so much. Love you guys so much. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to your wife, Michael. Hi, Michael. And the kids. I hope you're enjoying your summer. And also Hillary and uh, just the whole family over there, Dr. Lim, everyone who's been so supportive at Easttown Church. I want to encourage everybody, if you want to check out uh, East Town Services. How can they check that out, Pastor Clint? Yeah, well, you can easily do it on easttown.church or, you know, we have our Facebook, our East Town Facebook and our East Town uh, YouTube site. You can do that or in person. We meet at 10 o'clock right now. Our next one's actually this weekend on July 11th and then August 1st and August we'll start meeting every other week and then in September we'll start meeting every week in person. You can find out the address where we meet in person uh, at easttown.church. Awesome. Woohoo! Please join in there and um, also a few other things for Love Never Fails. So this Saturday we are having an ICAP workshop, which is a coding with Python workshop. It is going to be from 10 to 1 p.m. on Zoom. And it is actually taught by two, one uh, recent high school graduate and Hirade, and he actually just graduated from uh, Granada High School as their valedictorian. Woo woo, go Hirade. And his sister is going to take over, Prisha. And so she is going to be teaching the class this Saturday. And so please join us from 10 to 1 p.m. And you can register at loveneverfulness.com forward slash events. It is a free Python coding class, three hours. And so you don't want to miss that. Um, the second thing is we are continuing our Saturday outdoor store, uh, community store. So for the summer, we're piloting what it looks like to do kind of a flea market style store. And we're doing it in the parking lot of New Hope, which is 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Um, come by. We're there from 1 to 7 every Saturday. And we welcome you to join us. We have furniture. We have clothing, purses, earrings, jewelry, uh, uh, pictures, artwork, you name it, household, household goods. We've got a ton of stuff. So that's, that is, uh, uh, would love to see you out there. And then we also 
um, are re continuing to receive donations on Fridays from 10.30 to 6 p.m. at our original store location, which is 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. So if you have things that you'd like to donate there, please feel free to uh, give us a call and um, schedule a drop-off. And our number is 888-844-249-2698. Hannah will get back in touch with you and you can get going on that. Um, also want to just encourage you to support our online store, which is we're continuing to post new items there. Uh, we have someone donated something like 20 um, beautiful shoes to us that are brand new. So we want to um, show the, showcase them. They'll be up there on the site. And that is store.loveneverfailsus.com. Go to that site and you'll be able to see all of our fashions and we have stuff for men, women, again, household goods, jewelry, you name it. Some actual gold items and silver items. So really um, beautiful things posted there. And again, thank you for supporting us and donating your special, you know, things to us. And um, and then, of course, I want to just encourage you. Uh, we are doing our outreach, our virtual outreach on the on the fourth Friday, I believe it is, of every month. Uh, fourth Friday, the 23rd this month. And then we're also doing a our first street outreach. So we're going to be going out to the city of Oakland on July the 30th in the evening. So if you want more information about that, send an email to myself, Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com and Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A at loveneverfailsus.com. And we will get you plugged into one of those outreaches. Also, just want to encourage you, if you want to join our church coalition, uh, you can reach out to Tara at T-A-R-A at loveneverfailsus.com. And we have a uh, corporate prayer coming up this Monday at um, from 9.30 to 10, 10.15 a.m. That's the 12th. And every it's actually every first Monday of the month. We have corporate prayer with our church coalition partners. We also do ambassador training and we do a bunch of other stuff. So we want to encourage you to get involved with us as you, as a church, no matter where you are, we'd love to get you involved. That is it. We are at the end of our time together. Of course, I know I love to say this. And if you haven't heard it before, or if you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.